This is a public service announcement brought to you by Drinks with Dub Podcast. The creators and producers name me Dub City himself. would like to inform you that this show has been produced with no chill, no filter, and a grand total of zero, let me say that again, zero fucks given. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you and you alone are responsible for any and all feelings of anger, insecurity, and jealousy, as well as being triggered or offended. Any offense taken will most likely be ignored. However, if you do choose to contact or troll the host in any way. You do run the risk of being publicly ridiculed and called out for being a sensitive-ass little bitch. Now, with further ado, ladies and gentlemen, your host, in the What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is a brand new episode of Drinks with Dove, and I am your host. And since I'm once again doing the show solo dolo, that means I am the star of the show. I am N Dub, aka Dub City. Thank you for tuning in uh, today, tonight, whenever you're choosing to listen to the show. Um, first off the gate, man, if you have not had a chance to do so, go check out the. Uh, the, I guess it's the most recent episode of the Bad Credit Podcast. Uh, me and Stephen Angel, one of the hosts of the of the podcast, we we got a chance to hang out and drink and do a uh, what was supposed to be a Fourth of July edition, but it uh, ran a little longer than we anticipated, so it took him longer to edit it. Um, but we got it done, and um, it was a good show. If you've not had a chance to listen to it, uh, make sure you do that. Not just the episode I was on. Go ahead and check out as many of the episodes as you can. It's a really, it's a really good show, entertaining show. It's a different feel from what I do. But uh, Stephen Angel and Sam Hicks, shout out to them for what they're doing over there. Um, enjoyable. It was a very enjoyable time. Like I said, it's always, you know, it's always fun to get to hang out and have some drinks and toss ideas back and forth and have some conversation and that's exactly what we did um we kind of talked about the the fourth of july in general the declaration of independence and then we spiraled off into several different topics from there but that's just kind of that's kind of how we do um it's kind of how i do their show was a little bit more organized and more uh I don't want to say professional, but more of a uh, formatted type deal that they usually do. But with me, with me on set, it just kind of it just kind of spiraled out of control, and we bobbed and weaved and zigged and zagged all over the place. But it was definitely a good time, so go check that out. You can listen to them pretty much the same places that you can listen to me. Uh, they're on Spotify, iTunes, and all those good places. So definitely check them out. Um, so I'm here, I'm doing the show solo. Um, for anybody that's been paying attention, I guess for the past couple of years, you know, with the Drinks With Dub show, the podcast, when I envisioned, when I first started doing the show and when I first had the vision of it, it was definitely more of a, um, more of a talk show, I guess, as far as 
the idea was to bring on guests and interview them. Um, I had a lot of good guests on when I first started doing it. Shout out to everybody that that came through and was a part of that. Um, but as I was doing that and as I wrapped up the first season or first round, whatever you want to call it, of doing that, I started coming to the realization as I was preparing to come back that that the interview, the interview aspect of that show, I don't think was something that was going to be sustainable long term um, in the sense that I think it was going to depend on the growth of the show because in such a small area, I was going to run out of people to interview, so to speak. And so coming back, you know, for this round, I definitely wanted to make it more of a conversational, a conversational show, not necessarily an interview because with the conversation, and one of the reasons was that I can bring on, I can bring on the same guest multiple times if I so chose and just kind of depended on how things lined up with getting people to come on and do the show. Cause I've had a lot of people show interest in coming on and doing the show, but it's, it's, it's hard with families and kids and jobs and all those various sorts of things to get people together, you know, with me to actually sit down and record an episode. But, you know, I definitely had the idea of making it more conversational would be, it'd be easier that, you know, like I said, I can bring on the same guest and we can talk about different things. So that was a door that I wanted to open up, just go around. But it's still difficult to get people scheduled and get our schedules worked out to where we can do the show. Um, I've tried some things to where I can do it, where we don't actually have to be in the same place. And I'm still working out the kinks and bugs on that. But... Here we are. Last episode, I finally decided, you know what, let me go ahead and get a solo thing a try. You know, and doing it solo was something I had resisted um, initially because I didn't want to have to. I felt like doing it solo, I would have to be too organized. But, you know, with um, with paying attention to what's going on in the world and on social media, I think I've been able to kind of come up with a good, good concept, a good format of how I can do the show solo without having to put too much, I don't want to say effort, but without putting too much organization into it and losing, I think, the feel of what I want. I want it to be, you know, something very casual, you know, loose. And I think I've been able to, you know, kind of come up with that, you know, coming up with some various things. So I'm going to be doing more solo shows, doing it by myself. And when I can get a guest on, I'll definitely have him on. So if you know somebody that you want to hear on the show or if you want to be on the show, definitely hit me up. We can we'll talk about it. We'll figure out figure out how to make it work. And when we get it done, we'll get it done. But in the meantime, all you listeners are just going to be stuck with me, I guess. You're going to be stuck with just me doing the show by myself. Hope it's still entertaining. I still enjoy doing it. But, you know, that's what's going on. So. Drinks with Dub for the time being. It's just going to be Dub drinking. A couple other things I'm working on, especially since I'm going to be doing the show solo. Um, I want to do some things to try to work on the promotion of the show and interaction with with my listeners and fans. If that's what you want to go with. I don't know if I'm big enough to have fans or not, but... If you're listening to the show, I do appreciate it. I want to come up with some things to have some interactions. And one of the things I'm 
one of the things I'm thinking about doing is trying to come up with a set schedule of when I'm going to record the shows because I'm just at this point just kind of winging it when I get a chance I do it but I want to kind of nail down a time of when I'm going to do this record the show and the idea I have is that I'll go live on Facebook before I record the show so if I'm gonna you know let's say I nail down you know what I'm gonna record the show at 10 p.m. on Sunday nights that's when I'm gonna do it I'd like to maybe go live on Facebook at 9.30 on Sunday nights and kind of have some interaction, kind of let you know what this episode is going to be about. And you can chime in and comment and, you know, maybe I'll read some of those comments on the show. Who knows? But that's something I want to do. And eventually, what I would like to do is actually do a live show. You know, do it, you know, broadcast it live on Facebook and record it for the podcast. And, you know, you can watch it live on Facebook and then you can go back and listen to it or if you can't watch it live on Facebook you can still go back and listen to it because I enjoy doing the live videos on Facebook especially when I can get people involved and interacting it's a lot of fun people that watch it seem to enjoy it so that's something I definitely want to incorporate but in the meantime I got a show to do tonight I got a show to do for your enjoyment and my enjoyment Hopefully, it's your enjoyment. Otherwise, you probably have stopped listening by now. But, um, you know, getting into some of the things I want to talk about this week. Last last episode, one of the things I talked about was Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner is on her way to becoming a billionaire. Like, it's just crazy. You know, she's on her way to being a billionaire. Shout out to her for that. But, one of the things that's since happened, since the news has broke is that a comedian has started a go you know i think it was a comedian but bottom line a gofundme has been started for kylie jenner to raise the last hundred million that she needs to become a billionaire like i want you to think about the ridiculousness of that that someone has started basically a charity to raise money so that someone can become a billionaire like it's the most ridic- one of the most ridiculous things I've heard in a long time. Like you need help so you can be a billionaire. It's not enough that you're worth nine hundred million. You need to be a billionaire, and I want poor people and broke people to give you money that they don't really have so that you can have more of it. Like it's just fucking ridiculous. And along the lines of Kylie Jenner on her way to becoming a billionaire, mainly due to her uh, cosmetic line, Lips by Kylie. One of the things that's come out since then is that there's a lady named Pat McGrath. And one of the things that I was just telling you, like I'm not organized, so I'm searching to find out the name of of her company. She has a makeup company that is worth a is worth a billion dollars. I'm going to give you the name of that. It is uh fucking A. I just had it. Uh Pat McGrath Labs is the name of her makeup company. And this company has recently received a valuation of a billion dollars. And the woke the woke of our people on the internet have jumped on this case because Pat McGrath is is black and she's not African-American she's, she's British so but this black lady has a company that's worth a billion dollars 
and woke Twitter, so to speak, has jumped on the case and we need to be talking about her and not Kylie Jenner. And she's worth more than Kylie Jenner. She's already a billionaire. Why are we only talking about Kylie? We need to be talking about this strong black woman that's already a billionaire. But we're talking about Kylie and, you know, this, that and the other. And here's the thing. Here's 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 where I have the problem with woke people, with especially the woke Internet, so to speak, is that they they take headlines and snippets and run with it and make it into a thing that it's not. Because here's the thing, this woman, this, you know, this lady, Pat McGrath, she is not a billionaire. She is not worth a billion dollars. The company that she founded is worth a billion dollars. And the company that she founded has several investors, you know, of, you know, a variety of, People that have invested in this company, like, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not in the world of money on that level. So I don't know how this works, but I know that like when you have a company like this, there's other companies that that's what they do. They invest in your company in order to get a return on their money. It's the same thing with like Facebook and Instagram and Microsoft or whatever. Like, oh, I have this idea and it's looking good. I should go out and get investors so that I can make it bigger and then they'll get a cut of, you know, whatever. So this company that she has is worth a billion dollars, not her. And so they're like, that's like I said, that's my problem with like the woke, the woke corners of the Internet. They jump on things and they make arguments that really aren't factual arguments. It's just emotional rhetoric that we want to jump on and say that the only reason we're not talking about her is because she's black. No, the reason we're not talking about her is because she is not a part of this conversation. We're talking about a person that is going to be a billionaire, you know, largely based on this cosmetic line that she owns 100% of. Like this lady has founded a company that people have invested in and own various percentages of that this company is now worth a billion dollars to be split various different ways. You know what I mean? So that's just kind of my thing on that. And along with the woke, you know, the woken warriors, so to speak, on the Internet, it was the same thing when um, we had the royal wedding a couple of months ago. And. You know, Meghan Markle was getting married to Prince Harry and is, you know, I guess anytime we have a royal wedding now, we're going to shut down television for a day or so and watch the whole thing. It's, you know, who's there and what are they wearing and the ceremony and all of this. And that's all well and good. It's, it's very interesting. It is very interesting to watch the protocols and how all this stuff works and the traditions because it's not like you get to plan your own wedding when you're royalty like there's a set way that these things are done but people you know like i said the woken warriors were so so behind Meghan markle and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with supporting this woman but that you know we have this black woman that's now royalty and you know she came from Compton or you know I think she, you know wherever whatever inner city like she came from here and now she's she's actual royalty she's an actual princess and I'm like no she's not like not to take anything away from her and 
you know, the life that she has made for herself and finding love with Harry and this and that and becoming, you know, a member of the royal family. But she is not royalty. She never will be royalty. And that's not something that you should, you know, that I'm trying to knock her for or anything like that. Like, oh, she's not, you know, she can't be royalty because she's black. No, Princess Diana was not a princess. You know what I mean? Like, when you get involved in these things, you have to really look at what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, she is not, she's a member of the royal family, but she is not royalty. You know, in the sense that she has no standing whatsoever to the British throne. Like, she will never, she has not, she has no place in the succession to become the Queen of England at all. And she never will. Now, whatever children her and Harry have, they will be royalty because they're of a royal bloodline. They have Harry's blood. They have the Queen's blood. So, they will be royalty. But it, it's, it's irresponsible, I think, to proclaim the greatness of Meghan Markle because she's now a, she's become a princess and she is royalty like she's not like I don't see any problem with celebrating you know her but if you're going to celebrate her celebrate her correctly and like I said that's you know like I said maybe I'm not woke enough you know what I mean maybe I'm not maybe I'm not you know open enough and you know in tune with my blackness enough to celebrate these things but that's just the way I feel like I feel like we jump on bandwagons just for the sake of jumping on bandwagons and like I said I think it's irresponsible it's irresponsible and I think it does more harm than good because when you talk about when you try to speak intelligently about things and you're not speaking intelligently I think it shows so like I said, that's just that's just the way I feel. Maybe you feel different. If you feel different, feel free to let me know. Hit me up, comment, message me. You know, we'll talk about it, whatever. But like I said, I'm, I I generally have issues with, like I said, I guess the woken warriors of the internet. You know, because like I said, I think it's bandwagon and rhetoric for the sake of rhetoric. But speaking of the internet and warriors on the internet. Um, one thing I've seen, and it's happened, it's happened actually twice in the past week, I think. And but it's not a new phenomenon. It's definitely nothing that's new in the world. But you see a lot of people getting in trouble for like old tweets and old posts that they've made on social media from like. 10, you know, 10, 12 years ago, they posted something and all of a sudden somebody has found this old tweet and dug it up. And now people, you know, are in an uproar over something we said. And it just two big examples are. And I'm not 100 percent hater. I think his name is Josh Hader, Hatter or whatever. I'm not 100 percent sure, but he's a professional baseball player and he was just he was an all star, I think. It's like just all-star during the course of the all-star game. Somebody dug up some old tweets that he had written and posted when he was like 17 years old. And they had some it had some uses of the N-word and some um, uh, homophobic stuff, I think is what it was. And some misogynistic stuff like 
remember one of the tweets was like, I just, I need a bitch that can fucking clean or something to that, you know, like, you know, just dumb shit that he had put on Twitter when he was 17. Like I said, this is 10 years ago, probably seven or seven, eight years ago. Like he's in his mid to late twenties now and he's having to apologize for things that he wrote on Twitter when he was a fucking teenager. You know what I mean? Like, I want you to think back over your life. If you're in your 30s, if you're in your mid to late 20s to 30s or older, I want you to think about yourself when you were 16 or 17 years old and how you would feel if you had to apologize for some of the things you did or said when you were 16 and 17 years old. Because I go ahead and tell you, I said some, I said did some wild shit when I was 17 years old. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's part of being 17. But obviously, when I was 17, I wasn't on Twitter because Twitter wasn't around back then. But I was, like I said, we were still doing wild shit and saying wild shit. Hell, we were doing and saying wild shit into our early to mid-20s. You know what I mean? I guess when social media was first starting to gain steam. But, you know, it wasn't to the level that it is now. But I just, like I said, I just think it's ridiculous that this guy is having to apologize and do all this to prove that he's not racist or he's not a homophobe or that he respects women over some shit that he said when he was 17 years old. Like, it's crazy. And, you know, on an even bigger scale, um, James Gunn, the... I don't know, is he, I don't know if he's the, the writer or director. I think he's the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies like Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 and he was supposed to be the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 but somebody found like old tweets of his from 10 like 10 12 years ago that he had and then granted he the, the shit he was tweeting out was fucking ridiculous it's like pedophile you know pedophilia jokes and rape jokes and stuff like this but if you go back and look at his career, and I think he's even, even before these tweets like surfaced, like he's done interviews where he talked about the kind of comedy that he was trying to do back then. Like he wanted to be the guy that said these outlandish things and, and you know, tried to be provocative and say things just to get a rise out of people. And, you know, he kind of, admits that he failed and a lot of that shit you know that he was saying it just wasn't funny and he's gone on to have a very successful career not doing that but now because somebody has decided to bring up these old tweets of things that he said now he's been fired from a major job and it's like you know what the fuck is the point of you know like who's going back and searching social media like 10 years ago to find you know some tweets that somebody might have you might have said something fucked up and if you said something fucked up a long time ago you're not allowed to be successful now you know what I mean like like I don't get it like I don't understand I don't understand why we put so much so much stock into like I said just you know social for one it's social media in general but specifically in these instances old social media like I don't like I don't care what somebody tweeted out 10 12 years ago you know what I mean like if I meet you 
and me and you hit it off and we're friends and you know hey man you my dog we cool people i'm not gonna then go and search your social media and to make sure you didn't tweet some fucked up shit in your teens you know what i mean like you know what I, I liked you when me and you was cool we was on our way to being best friends and you could have been best man at my wedding but you used the n-word in a tweet in 2007 and that's unacceptable and I can't be your friend no more in this relation it, like come on you know what I mean like for one people change people grow they have experiences like I think it's ridiculous to hold this it's bad enough to hold people to a standard of perfection it's even worse to hold them to a standard of perfection in the past. Like, you had to have always been perfect. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's fucking ridiculous, you know? But you see it all the time. People get fired, you know, especially in entertainment, that people get fired for shit. And, you know, they got to apologize for stuff and this and that. Like, and like I said, it's all social media. And I don't. I don't understand the uproar over certain things like even even to the point like Roseanne like the Roseanne show has been canceled because she tweeted out some fucked up shit and yeah what she tweeted out was fucked up I don't think that deserves for her to be fired from her job you know what I mean like you're she's an entertainer you know what I mean so I don't get like why because you you know, because she's obviously, you know, Roseanne's a comedian. You know what I mean? So I think that we don't separate the idea that celebrities are entertainers. They're, they're two different people, I believe. And not necessarily different people. I think to, to use an analogy, you know, from my world, one of my worlds, I guess you could say, even though I'm not even a part of it, like wrestling. If you've ever watched wrestling and you, you've seen like the characters and you know, this and that, like the there's an old saying that's for the most part true, that the best wrestling characters is when the person is being themselves with the volume turned up to a thousand. And you take somebody like Dwayne The Rock Johnson like if you watch The Rock in movies and you watch him on talk shows and thus you can see his charm you can see his humor and all of these things and his wit and everything like you that's who he is as a person as Dwayne Johnson like he is those things but then when you see him on WWE he takes those things and he ramps the volume up and the intensity and he becomes The Rock you know what I mean like I don't believe he's walking around his house talking to his I don't are, are they are they married or engaged? I don't believe he's talking to his children and the mothers of his children and you know threatening you know threatening to lay the smackdown on their candy ass, you know. Or you know like when his kids don't clean their rooms like take your ass to your room or I'm going to lay the smackdown on, you know. It's not what he's doing. Like that's the rock. That's not Dwayne. And I think we don't we don't give for whatever reason, we don't give entertainers that same that same leeway, I guess. When when they're in public or saying things like, because at the end of the day, these are people, but they're also entertainers, and they entertain you in a certain way. 
and you know I guess it's kind of it's kind of the same thing with me like y- y'all see me y'all see me out in public if I don't know whoever you are some of you see me out in public or at work or whatever and you see my personality like even as just Namaya like I have a personality but like like the host of this show like Dub City or whatever like I'm intentionally not filtering myself like I'm just in a sense throwing shit at the wall to make it stick you know what I mean like that's that's kind of the whole concept of this show and this personality is that it's not it's it's not intentionally politically incorrect but I'm not aiming to be politically correct I'm not aiming to be a serious person is if that makes any sense to you like if I wanted to I could sit and have a extremely intelligent conversation with you and speak the Queen's English so to speak and have proper grammar and give you these deep thought out explanations for everything but I choose not to because I don't feel that's as entertaining in a sense now there's a place for that and I I still enjoy doing that but for the sake of this show I don't want to do that like I want to be more loose and more casual and have a little bit more of an edge and say some shit that might stir you up a little bit you know what I mean so like I said I don't and I mean I dread you know I dread getting famous one day and somebody going back 10 years and looking at some shit that I posted on social media and having to apologize for it like first off I'm not gonna apologize yeah I posted it I was being wild I I said some shit you know what I mean like we've all said and done things you know what I mean and if that's gonna be the case if that's what we're gonna do is look at people's old social media posts and decide whether they should have this job or not like, let's do that in the beginning. Like, Disney and Marvel should have gone through his entire Twitter history before they hired him if they were going to fire him for something that he posted on Twitter in March of 06 or whatever the fuck he was. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's just the way I feel about it. You know. And that's, you know, that's my thoughts on... I guess social media trouble that people get in. Um, but another thing about social media trouble, and to my knowledge, you know, to my knowledge, it's only been a thing in golf before this. But there was a situation that just happened recently with social media and sports and people deciding that they were going to be the police on social media when it comes to sports. But apparently, like, golf. Like, I don't know all the rules of golf. I don't pretend to. But (laughs) apparently, like, if you're watching golf on TV for whatever fucking reason, if you see somebody break a rule, there's a number that you can call and report that they broke this rule. And whoever is on the other end of that phone will then go back and watch the tape. And if they broke that rule, they'll penalize them for it. Which I think is just the most ridiculous fucking thing in the world. That me sitting at home as a viewer has that much control over the outcome of a game. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure football fans are salivating for the option to be able to call in and demand an instant replay. Like, 
people are still arguing whether Des Bryant caught that ball or not two fucking years ago. So I'm sure football fans would love to be able to do that. And basketball fans would be able to love to say, hey, the ball was out on LeBron and not, you know, whatever. Or his foot was on the line and you missed it. You need to go back and change the score. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. But what just happened recently uh, was during the home run derby. And to be honest with you, I didn't even know there was fucking rules in the home run derby. Never knew it. I just thought you threw pitches, you swung the bat. If you hit a home run, you got a point. Whoever had the most home runs won. But apparently, there's a rule in the home run derby that says when you when you hit the ball, it must, the ball must touch the ground before the pitcher can throw the next next pitch. And I'm, I did not know that was the thing. And apparently, Bryce Harper, who won the home run derby, in the last 30 seconds or whatever of his round, the pitcher who coincidentally, or maybe not coincidentally, was his father, started throwing pitches to him before the previous home run had landed. And people were like, Bryce Harper cheated in the home run derby and the other guy should be the winner because he, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking like? How are you trying to ruin a home run derby? Like, it's the most simplistic contest in all of sports. Throw pitch, hit home run, get point, most points win. I didn't know that there were even rules to be followed in this sense. And also, I didn't know that you could have, like, I didn't know you could pick your own pitcher in the home run derby. Like, I didn't know, like, his dad was eligible to be a pitcher in the home run derby. I figured they just used random pitchers, I guess. I don't know. What the fuck? But what are you doing with your life that you're that invested, I guess, and to know the rules of a home run derby and to tweet out and make us think that somebody was cheating? I mean, what are you going to accomplish in that? Like, it's fucking ridiculous. It's I didn't even know that was a thing that you could cheat in a home run derby. But speaking of sports and this, this ladies and gentlemen is quite possibly the craziest thing I have ever heard in my life. And let me tell you something. I'm 33 years old. I've literally been around the world. You know what I mean? I've been to many different places in this country. I spent um, I spent a semester of college living in a fraternity house. Like I said, I've been to multiple countries. And this is, like I said, literally one of the craziest things I've heard in all my life. A, a From what I can tell, from what I can tell from the video, this person, he was a grown-ass man. A grown-ass man called the police the police ladies and gentlemen not security not you know not a rent-a-cop called the actual police because he was fouled in a game of pickup basketball I'm gonna say that again he called the police because he was fouled in a game of pickup basketball first off no. 
where I come from, where I come from, you are never allowed to be on that court again if you was to call the police for a foul in a pickup game of basketball. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, the outside court that I grew up playing on, it was, you know, it was the old school goals with like a pole. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't have like any kind of fancy shit. It was a pole and the backboard and the rim. I've seen people get knocked into that pole and fall to the ground and people still argued with them that no, I didn't value. You know how many fist fights have broken out over a foul call in a game of basketball where I played at on the hill and in the war school? Like, that's just that's just the nature of the beast. When you on a game when you playing on the blacktop, you're gonna get fouled and I'm gonna argue with you that I didn't foul you. You know what I mean? Like, there's just some shit that don't fly. You know what I mean? Like, when you playing pickup basketball, first off, you call your own fouls. Okay? And it's some shit that you just don't call in general. Like, you don't call over the back in a game of pickup basketball. You don't call three seconds in a game of pickup basketball. You don't call offensive fouls. Like, it's just some shit that's off the table. Like you don't do this, you know what I mean? Like you can't call, like you're not gonna, you can't call a fucking moving screen, you know what I mean? Granted, you're still not supposed to do the shit, but you're not gonna be like, oh no, that was a moving screen, that's our ball, no, because we're gonna cuss you out and we're probably gonna fight you. So if like I wish I could, I wish, like my hope is that somebody could get this person's picture and print it out and mail it to every basketball court in the country because you're not welcome, okay? You're not welcome if you call the police because you got fouled in a game of pickup basketball. Like, what kind of bitch-made shit is that? Like, I was talking last week about people calling the police on black people for bullshit. Like, this the biggest piece of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Even the police told dudes, like, you wasted our time. Like, when they got, I guess when the police got the call to come down to the gym, they thought a fight had broken out, which, hey, that's a big possibility in a game of pickup basketball that a fight going to break out. I could understand maybe somebody called the cops for that, but you got fouled too hard. And apparently the foul wasn't even like a hack foul. It was a screen. Like, dude set a screen on him, and he ran into a brick wall, I guess, and called the fucking police. Like, that's some bitch-made-ass shit. Like, don't bring your ass on the hill, bruh. Don't don't come to the ward school if you call the police for a scream because you're going to get knocked down, bloodied. And like I said, we still going to argue with you that nah, nigga, that was all ball. You know what I mean? Like you, I've had my glass like like not e and this wasn't even a game of pickup basketball. This was like supposed to be an organized game of basketball uh, in the Charlesdale County alumni game that we have every year, every year. We have an alumni game and they, you know, take graduates of the school that play basketball and divide us up into teams and we play a game and they charge admission and concessions and all this. And it goes to the Rebounders Club. It's a, it's a fundraiser for the basketball team. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. You get to go out and play against people that you hadn't played against and people come in from out of town. So I'm in this game and we got referees and everything. I got my glasses knocked off my face. And they still didn't call a foul. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, if you're playing basketball, you need to expect to get fouled. You can't call the fucking police. Like, that's not cool. Like, even Obama was saying, 
like when he was president and running for president and shit, like he plays has games to pick up basketball that they run. And you know, he got secret service around him. And even he was like, you know, I'm gonna take some fouls. Like, even though Secret Service is here, they not finna intervene because I got fouled in a you know a basketball game. That's part of it. And your bitch ass done called the police. Nah. That ain't gonna fly. You know what I mean? So Whoever you are, I hope you hear this show. I hope you hear. If you the guy that called the police, I don't actually I don't even know. I don't know if I want to say you can't come on the hill and play ball with us, or if I want to invite you on the hill to come play ball with us. Just to see how you react to that. Cause th- look, they was in a gym. Like wherever this game was, this was like, I don't know what it was, a YMCA or whatever, but it was like an actual fucking gym that they was inside. Like, I don't want to see how you react on the blacktop where it ain't no lines on the court for out of bounds and you know what I mean? Like some real some real street ball, so to speak. I don't want to see how you react to some shit to how we play. If you call the ball, if you call the police because you got a screen set on you too hard in the gym. Like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. But something I do know what to say about is I scroll through the interwebs and I scroll through the social media feeds of various various people and this is one of those times when if if Britt was here she would tell me Namaya you can't say that you can't say this in public but I'm gonna say it anyway and I hope I hope people are listening so I can talk about them personally but what I want to talk to is these females that be on social media begging, big, big, begging for attention. You know what I mean? And y'all know who y'all know who they are. Y'all know who you are. Like this shit gotta stop. You know what I mean? Like okay, we get it. You got a big ass. Congratulations. Okay, we get it. You got some big titties. Congratulations. Like and it stop stop showing us this all over social media with some random bullshit ass captions on it. Like don't have somebody take a picture of you bent over reaching into the stove to get some food out talking about I just got done cooking dinner. No, that picture was to show that you got a big booty. It ain't got nothing to do with the dinner you just cooked. You know what I mean? Like Quit begging for motherfuckers' attention on social media. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to get that attention. And let me tell you, it ain't going to be the attention that you want. You know what I mean? Like, and the same ones, they be wondering why they can't why they can't find a good dude. Why they always keep attracting the same type of motherfucker. Because you're taking the same course of action to get there. Like, I'm telling you. Because we see the shit. We see it, and we see not only the pictures and you begging for attention, we see what you put up with when you get that attention. And there's two types of people, there's two types of dudes in the world. When we see a girl that's thirsty and that put up with a bunch of shit in relationships, it's two types of dudes. You got dudes like me who say, you know what, I don't want to deal with that kind of shit in my life. Like that level of thirstiness and that level of insecurity that you're going to put up with all this bullshit. You got something wrong with you. I ain't trying to fix it. I don't want to be a part of it. And then on the other hand. You got dudes to see that. And be like this thirsty ass bitch. Be putting up with a lot of bullshit. 
let me go ahead and slide in so I can put her through some bullshit and see how much I can get away with. Because that's what's going to happen. When I see that you done let this dude cheat on you six, seven, eight, nine, ten times over the course of eight months. And you keep taking him back and taking him back and taking him back. Well, I'm like, well, shit. If she putting up with that, let me go ahead and get in here. And I can have me a little little main bitch that's going to cook and do my laundry and all this kind of shit while I fuck other bitches on the side. And she going to keep taking me back because she loves me so much. You know what I mean? If that's what you want to do with your life, go ahead and do it. I'm just saying some of y'all got kids that y'all need to be taking care of instead of worrying about trying to find the next motherfucker on social media. And then you be mad when it ain't the one that you wanted to comment on the picture. They comment on the picture. Then you want to call Then you want to call dudes thirsty and shit like that when you, you know, you, you just standing in your house for no reason in the middle of a thunderstorm posting pictures in a bikini talking about look at my new sunglasses and then you get mad when a dude slide in DMs and you want to be like I'm tired of these thirsty motherfuckers always trying to talk to me why don't you quit setting why don't you quit setting free glasses of water everywhere and you know wondering why motherfuckers won't take a drink that's just my two cents on that but what do I know I'm just a dude that sits and drinks and talks into a microphone y'all the adults you know what I mean? But that's really all I got to say on this episode. I might say some more next episode. But at this point, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. I enjoy giving it to you as always. I'm going to give you another one next week. I'm going to try to get on I'm going to try to get on a schedule since I'm doing it solo. I'm going to try to get on a schedule and give you one of these per week. I'll be perusing the interwebs and finding topics or I might just come up with some general topics I think I've got some of those that I'm going to touch on but if you see something going on in the hold on let me take a drink my mouth was getting a little parched but if you see something going on you see a story or whatever um Pass it along to me. Shoot me, you know, shoot me a, you know, email. Actually, don't. Yeah, you can actually email me. I forgot about that. You can email me at drinkswithdub at yahoo.com. You can send me stories and links and whatever. You can send it there. Send me your comments or whatever. You can you can like the page on Facebook if you haven't already. It's Drinks with Dub. You can follow me on Instagram. Comment there. Shoot me a DM or an inbox or whatever you want to do. If you got something that you think to yourself, I want to hear what Dub got to say about this. If that be the case, shoot it to me. I might get to it. I might not. I ain't making you no promises. But through that, hit me up. Like the page. Follow me on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast. I'm everywhere. I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. I'm on iTunes. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm coming up in the world is what I'm trying to say. Not really. I just got a, you know, I just got a little, little hookup to where I can get distributed to multiple places. So, like the podcast. Like the pages, man. Hope you hope you continue to listen. Hope you enjoy the show. I'll be back next week with another episode. Hopefully I can get to the point where I can tell you to tune in next week. Same dub time, same dub channel, but I'm not there yet. I can't tell you when the next episode will be. It might be Monday. It might be Thursday. You never know. But until then, like I always tell you, if you knew better, 
you do better. Peace out.